0: On the <laughs> Please can we get the scales and to weigh your her. head
1: right now Do you want it? <laughs> yeah Do you want to weigh my head right now? Please I'm going to weigh yours
0: Yeah, let's weigh each other's heads All Go, right. go get the scales and weigh each other's heads
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast Whoa. We're at it
0: again, third
1: episode in of the new year.
0: I can't believe we're on number three already. And last episode was actually technically the hundredth episode, even though you're saying it wasn't because we had .5s of half episodes. Technically, physically, mathematically, it was the hundredth episode. Yeah, I mean, scientifically, we've now officially done a 100 episodes of the Pit Stop podcast, so... That deserves a little round of applause. A little just one.
1: Put the mic li- down and only, only a little one because when it's when it's the big one. We'll when give it's it a, officially hundred, we'll give it a big one. Basically, every time we uploaded a guest episode in two parts, we did it as like episode one and then one point five. So, because we didn't want to cla- we didn't want to cheat no, and yeah, class it as a hundred. So, but yeah, technically a hundred episodes, but not quite which is very exciting. And also,
0: we're uploading our pods for a new uploader, which has given us some different demographics. So we can see where you guys are from. I want to do a big shout out to Sydney, because we actually have a lot of listeners in Sydney. Sydney, Australia? In Australia, Sydney. All right. How cool is that? <laughs> Would you blow that?
1: This Australians in Love Island at the moment <laughs> as well. There it is. The Aussies have popped in. Jake and Fab are watching Love Island at the moment. And do you know what? I hate it, right? Because I only ever watch Love Island if I had a... If I had a girlfriend, I'd never watch it on my own. In previous years, but now oh. you and me, you and me, sit here on the sofa and we watch it together.
0: Mate, I'm here for Farmer Will. Farmer Will is holding that whole show together. Will
1: is funny as hell,
0: <laughs> and he looks like he's pulled himself an Aussie as well. I wonder how many people. It's not even an Australian. <laughs> it's that is so absolutely far, horrendous. It's so far from Just it. Delete that. But
1: I wonder how many people. Who listen to the portal outside of the UK actually watch it?
0: Well, that's the thing. I reckon like a high percentage of people in the UK watch it, but I don't reckon like if you're in America, you're not watching UK Love Island. I reckon the, some people don't even know what it is. They've probably got their
1: own. However, Luca Bish, who we met yes at Red Bull Home Run Home Run yes. in Milton Keynes, was on the Red Flags podcast. He was on the Red Flags podcast. That's that is a weird. I got to say that is a weird combo. I would not Expect that. it. I would
0: love to do a pod with them. Red pod. Red pods. Red podcast? The Red Pod, yeah. Red, red Flags flag podcast. We need to make that happen. Anyway, where I was trying to go is we can see different demographics now and we can see how many of you are subscribed to the podcast. And let me tell you, there is a high percentage of people that listen that don't actually follow or subscribe to the show, Fabio. Bonner. What? Like, I can see Are you serious? percentages of people. And basically, the reason I'm saying this is because when we book guests, a lot of the time we get asked how many viewers do you get, what locations are they in. We need you to help us because the only way we can get these bigger guests is if you guys follow and subscribe to the pod. It will really help us out. Um, We need the leverage. Yeah, we do. Okay. We need everyone we can get. It only takes five seconds to make an account. Then you can rate the pod five stars as well. But if you could do that, just hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, wherever you're listening. It would really
1: help us out. It's really not a big ask, is it? It's not a big ask. I mean, we could have said like every guest that you want to have on the pod, go and just everyone DM them on Instagram and not leave them alone. But all we're asking is... That could work work as well, though. It could work. (laughs) It probably would work. (laughs) But it's just one little simple click of a button. Yeah, one little follow will really help us out. And it makes us, it makes our lives better, but it will also make your life better, because the guests that we have on will be extraordinary. Mm.
0: We've had a bit of an emotional rollercoaster over the last couple of days, haven't we? Because we thought we were going on a really exciting trip this
1: weekend. Oh, don't.
0: Jake and Fab thought they were off to America again for a really exciting trip. It's fallen through, and now we're sat in Puddle of our own tears.
1: Do you know what? It would have been really exciting too because it wasn't even F1 related. No, it was bloody NASCAR. It was
0: NASCAR. I feel like we can say. I actually really wanted to do it. I wanted to see some people, you know. <laughs>
1: What I wanted was to get an interview with a NASCAR driver. Because after watching that fucking movie... Mm. um, What, Ricky Bobby? uh, If you're not fast, you're last! Talladega Nights. After watching that, I just assume that every NASCAR driver is like a hillbilly. (laughs) Let's
0: clear one thing
1: (laughs) up, actually, on the pod.
0: When we went on the Red Flags podcast, if you don't know, we did it. Like six months ago we went on the american show red flags them oh, guys are great ago, yeah. and the funny thing about it was they asked us to watch that movie didn't they <laughs> so they, and they wanted to talk about the movie but did we watch it
1: we watched did we watch it. it like an hour before we we yeah we watched half of it that's what it was we watched half of it the night before went to bed woke up in the morning like fuck we gotta finish the movie off so we watched like the rest of the movie and it should have been fresh in our brains, but uh, really, we didn't know about it. We anything got on the pod and they board. were
0: asking us all these questions about the movie and there's literally an hour of me nodding my head going, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, what's yeah. your favourite part of the movie? And then one of them said, I'm like, oh, what's your part? And they say something and then I'm like, oh yeah, that's mine as yeah, well. That was, yeah, that was a really
1: good <laughs> bit, that one. The ending credits, that was the, one of my
0: favourite parts. I had no idea what to say, but it is a good movie. Yeah. Straight away for the pod today, I want to bring up Michael Butterfield. Who's Michael Butterfield? Now, Michael Butterfield messaged us on Instagram. Just a viewer. Just a listener. Oh, okay, but He made a very valid point because Go I on. said Sergio Perez with a mid-season driver swap with Danny Rick. That was my prediction. Yep. And he said, okay, but if that happens, where would Danny Rick finish in the Red Bull? Because obviously he wouldn't carry over Perez's points. He would start from zero if he it wasn't mid-season. Scratch, so yeah. how do you think Danny Rick would do in a Red Bull compared to the rest of the grid?
1: There's a lot of factors there. Yeah, I know. There's, There's a a lot is a, to think about. A lot of challenging factors. It would be a last minute thing, so they'd have to like kind of scramble the car together. He mm-hmm. wouldn't have enough time to figure out what he wants in the car, probably. And it's gonna be very different to the McLaren. Very different to the McLaren. He'd be nervous, he'd be excited. There'd be a whole a whole like uh, a whole list of things which would change it. But I do think he would be in the points consistently. I think he'd be on the podium consistently. Do you? Yeah,
0: I'd be surprised if he wasn't. If, I mean, if Danny Rick started for Red Bull this year and did, did 23 races, I think you're you're banking on at least six, seven podiums for Danny Rick there if
1: he was in a Red Bull. So did you have him in your list, your standings Well, no, prediction?
0: no, because I put Perez mid-season driver swap, but I didn't put Ricardo on there. But if there was a mid-season driver swap, he'd obviously start at the bottom of the points. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he'd start with But none. I don't know yeah, how yeah. that
1: works. Would that mean Perez's points stand? Or do they get like wiped? I don't know. Maybe we need to look into whether this has happened in the past. I'm sure it would have. Yeah,
0: it was definitely happened in the past. Look, when Alban swapped mid-season, Gasly have swapped.
1: That could be wrong. I've just but then if that Jackson. is true with the points, then that that puts Red Bull in a position w- where they probably wouldn't want to swap. They'd try as much as they could to not swap. I think the points would stand. I'm pretty sure Perez's points would stay. So in terms of Constructors' you, championship?
0: Well, even in drivers, you'd just have an extra driver on the leaderboard. Because I remember last year, Hulkenberg stepped in, but they added it onto
1: the driver's standard. So there was 21 drivers, even though he only stepped in for one race. So, so- I guess it wouldn't ex- it, it wouldn't change the the constructor standings for Red Bull because you were just j- at the points yeah, up. Exactly. It wouldn't mm. actually, they wouldn't actually lose any points, but you'd be relying on a new driver coming
0: in and getting the same amount as Perez. And that's ultimately where the question is. Mate, I'd love to see that. Yeah, it would be. I would be, really love to see that. It'd be a massive mix-up. And if Drive Survive filmed that behind the scenes, yeah. that, that and we, would be... A we could host all of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we might as well put it out there. But whilst we're on talking about Perez, it's yeah. also a special day for Perez today. I didn't know this. Yeah.
1: I thought it was his birthday like three months ago. Sergio Perez has been around the sun 33 times. Happy birthday, Checo. Bro, I swear it was his birthday like last year, like two, well, obviously, probably, like two prob- months ago. We probably announced it last year, probably at the wrong month. Do you know what? When you told me it was his birthday, I went on his profile to see if I could find any information. And I couldn't. Just check, it's his birthday. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. But I saw a photo of him with a McDonald's. What? Is he like a X? Or well, anyone who knows... What's he
0: got? What does Sergio Barris McDonald's? A, he's Can gone for a Big Mac, it?
1: which, by the way, does not look like that when you order Hang it. Hang
0: on a minute. That <laughs> is an ad, right? That must be an yeah, ad. Yeah, that's an ad because the burger never looks like that. The
1: chips never look like that. It's in Spanish. I, I and I
0: love McDonald's, but no one sits in McDonald's that happy.
1: Okay, here we go. Here we go. Translated. <laughs> it's always good to recharge engines enjoying my Big Mac. And what, <laughs> and what better may than with McDonald's Mexico that celebrates all things we Mexicans love the most. <laughs> I, this. Love, I love reading bios like that because you just know he didn't write yeah, it. I know, <laughs> I know. There's no hashtag ad though so maybe he's a big dog he doesn't need to do that shit. I
0: can't believe they've used that burger. That is not what the burgers look like. Do you not, th- when I
1: first saw that though I thought, why on earth is an F one driver doing something with McDonald's? Because you and me both know that they have such a strict diet. Mm. Like, do you remember in in Zandvoort, we we saw Michael Italiano walk through the paddock holding yes, holding the food for Ricardo. literally, it was like a potato and like a piece of fish with no seasoning, no sauce, nothing. But these guys are so strict with their diet. So, what on earth do you think? Well, maybe he wanted a birthday Big Mac. And also, it's (laughs) off-season as well. Come on, let let the geezer have a Big Mac, you know? Well, he posted that on the 24th of November.
0: Let me tell you this, if I was an F1 driver, I'm having 6 chicken nugget large meal every now and again, but you can't wipe that out of the diet. Well, then I thought... Can't just get rid of the cheese bites. like they're nothing.
1: (laughs) I I do love those cheese bites. They are actually really
0: good. Depending on which ones
1: they are. (laughs) Yeah, because people listen to us from all around the world, so I wonder what type of cheese bites... They get from McDonald's. I remember when I was in year 10 or year 11 at school, I was doing business, and I had to do a case study on something, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I, I picked... You, you did not do a case study on McDonald's cheese buns, No, on KFC. Oh, on KFC.
0: And <laughs> I, looked, right.
1: I looked at like the different demographic and what they offer in different countries, and they do this now in the UK. You can get a, a KFC rice box with chicken. But when I was in year 10 at school, which was about 4,000 years ago, mm. they were only selling KFC rice and chicken really? in mexico fair have you ever had a, a mcdonald's in another country you and me had one in vegas
0: yeah it's that. america's still pretty similar to england though just bigger yeah. i think they bigger portions but if you if you go to like amsterdam mate i have one in korea Wow. Yeah. that have kimchi in it. <laughs> I don't know what any of it was. I just looked at this menu and I pointed something out, but it was completely different. So what
1: was it? Would you order a burger? Or a I can't remember. Like I, had like, I
0: can't remember. I think I had burger and chips, but it was a completely different thing. I don't even know if the chips were chips. Like maybe they were like hash browns. No. Oh. I don't even remember. I if could you, be um, making all of this up as well, <laughs> but I definitely had a McDonald's in Korea.
1: If you go to Amsterdam, you could buy beer. Yeah, you can. And they also do like a, a different sauce. Mm-hmm. In that, for your chips Do you remember It's not like mayo It's like that yellow mayo It's like, it's like mayo Yes I remember We went in in together. Amsterdam In the morning Yeah In McDonald's Probably four other times That day as well
0: When we went out To buy the t-shirts We were buying t-shirts For the day I bought the white t-shirt Oh yeah And that's I do have to admit Uniqlo I did steal I, I didn't mean to oh, That's the day on. I stole
1: the t-shirt That was also the day That you left the shop And went to the square Because you were throwing up In a bin weren't you We uh, <laughs> were really hung over In the morning we have gone out To get a t-shirt for that (laughs) night. Fab, I'm going to have to leave, but I'm going to chunder everywhere. There
0: was this Uniqlo store in Amsterdam, but it's two floors. And Fab was walking around upstairs, and I was walking around downstairs. And I'd picked up a white t-shirt right at the beginning. And I was going to go and pay for it, but I was looking for Fab. And then out of nowhere, I've just completely forgot that I've got this t-shirt in my hand. (laughs) And I'm outside, sat on the bench waiting for Fab. And I just looked down, and I'm holding this top. So, saved myself 15 quid there. Um, yeah,
1: you got you got a bargain,
0: and a unibar will give you the money back as well. So there's no need to launch any lawsuits or anything like that,
1: mate. This this McDonald's ad got me got me thinking. Have you ever seen a fat F1 driver ever? Um, I've never seen a fat F1 driver. We wouldn't be able to get in the car exactly. But then I thought back to the days of when it was a bit more like barbaric. Oh yeah, back in the day, you would have had like bigger people for sure. I wonder if there was a fat a fat F1 driver ever. Well, but maybe like, not fat. I mean. Uh, it's Yeah, I mean, it, it got me googling, mate. It did get me googling to see who's like the heaviest F one driver. Who is the heaviest F one driver? Well, should we do it off like this year's uh, calendar? What off this year's grid? Yeah, who? I mean, who would you say is like? Oh my god, the fattest F one driver. It's a bit harsh saying fat on the grid right now. If for, right well, for me, yeah, my first hmm. instinct would have just said either George Russell or Lewis Hamilton. Oh,
0: no. What? That's the heaviest.
1: Yeah. Because George is tall, right? Yeah,
0: but George is really slim.
1: But, yeah, You've got to
0: think you've got people like Hulkenberg coming in. He is. He looks a lot bigger.
1: But then like bone
0: mass. It's weird. I'm standing here saying Hulkenberg looks a lot bigger. Hulkenberg isn't big. None these people are fat. No, but I mean, if I we're trying mean... to figure out who weighs the most on the current grid, I would probably say it's someone like... Pick your oh, pick your top two. really tough. I... I don't know. I reckon Perez actually probably is a fair he- fair bit heavy, you know. I reckon- of all that drinking. And all them all them big backs. Yeah. I reckon Perez is up there and I reckon Fernando Alonso probably has okay. got a bit of weight to him as well. I don't think any of these people are big. Let's just be clear.
1: Fernando but- Alonso has a big head. Okay, which which is which is a lot of to the a lot of weight, and uh, that's not a par. Like, I've got the biggest head ever. That's how you know. But it just to me it means that he's just smarter because his brain's bigger. Do you ever stand on the scales but lean your head off? No, sometimes I I lay on the floor and just rest my head <laughs>
0: on the scales. <laughs> Please, can we get the scales and weigh your her. head
1: right now? Do you want it? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to weigh my head right now? Please. I'm <laughs> going to weigh yours.
0: Yeah, let's weigh each other's heads. All go right. go get the scales and weigh each other's heads. So, whilst you do that, <laughs> Fab's it off to the bathroom to get the scales to weigh his head. Yeah, Sergio Perez's birthday today. And I because of that, I pulled up his stats. And I wanted to, I didn't know how many wins he had. How many wins do you reckon Sergio Perez has? In his, in his Formula One career. Wins. Oh, uh, 10? Yeah, I thought probably 10, 15, but he's had 235 races. Oh, four, he really? Four wins. Ooh. And 26 podiums. <coughs> this is
1: really cool. I'm stood in the living room yeah, quite well, far away Yeah, the podcast from is like
0: moving around right and now. The, and the, and I'm going to stand up on. as
1: well. We've got the scales here. <laughs> so how are we going to weigh your head? I think... I think it'd be funnier to wear yours first because okay. mine will be heavier. Right, you turn the scale on. Okay. I'm putting
0: the mic down and my head is going towards the. Uh,
1: okay, it's got low. It's got low battery, and it's just turned off. So, okay. move it down a bit because I can't see the numbers. Yeah, the, I think it's just run out of battery, mate.
0: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to
1: lie on the floor with my head on. What a chair. segment. What a segment. What batteries does it take? Put your head on it. No, your head will work. My head will break it. Put your head on it. We can't.
0: Are we going to put new batteries on oh, it? Oh, we've got triple A. Triple A. Triple Triple Wandering around the flat for some triple A batteries. We definitely got some. There's one, two, three Three three. Three triple A batteries. Oh, lovely. We just need two of them. Here we go. The
1: head weighing continues, my friends. We could cut this, but. No, let's not cut I like the thought of everyone sort of being here with us. Yeah. Pretending that they're setting up the, the scales. You found those batteries, mate, in record well, time. Well, you
0: know, that's the thing. We're live right now.
1: We have spent three weeks looking for batteries <laughs> in this flat before. Live and direct. Right. Let me put my. Right, so just make sure your head, doesn't, head doesn't cover the lo- The thing. Wait for it to power on.
0: Okay. We've got, okay, oh. we got,
1: we got movement.
0: Right. How much do you think my head weighs?
1: Not a clue, to be honest. Oh, it's, really? I I would say eight kilos. Okay. Mate, six point four! 8, 5, 4 Jake Boys with the six point four kilo head.
0: Make sure you don't like hold your head up, you've got to fully let it rest. Okay. Alright, Fab's about to put his wagon on the weight. <laughs> 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 oh No, you have gotta put more weight on it because you're apparently six point four as well. That is not not true. I can't push my head any further. Let me, than me just push ground. his head down a little bit. No uh well apparently you're 6.4 as well no joke yeah apparently our heads weigh the same
1: i've been the one with the big head
0: but they weigh the same (laughs) wow that means your head is full of a whole load of nothing (laughs) it's just helium wow (laughs) everyone else at home you should weigh your heads and let us know if your head is i thought this
1: whole time i had a dense head full of rich knowledge and everything else and it's just full of air I can't believe they're both 6.4, though. That is quite strange. That is strange. I wonder
0: if um, F1 drivers ever have to...
1: Okay, right. This is our mission for this year, is <laughs> every F1 single drive. F1 driver will take a set of scales to the grid and fucking weigh them before and after. That would actually be hilarious. See if their head like shrinks or gets bigger, like swells up after a race. We should do it before and after the race. Well, they lose 4kg, don't they? And in certain destinations, even more. Yeah, we could also weigh other body parts.
0: Wow. Well, we better get a nice pair of sponsored scouts. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst we're talking about head, um, heads, <laughs> sorry, the FIA have approved helmet cameras for all 20 drivers.
1: Ah, uh, because only some of them season. had it, didn't they? Only the Ferraris yeah. That's,
0: had it. There's going to be 20. We so saw, yeah.
1: imagine the angles. Wow. Imagine every shot, mate. Pythagoras
0: theorem. That's amazing. I'd, I'm so happy they've done that because when they cut to like certain shots, certain overtakes, you'll be able to watch it from every car's
1: angle. Yeah, I wonder if there's a way that they can, um, because obviously you know, like they have the film which goes over the visor. Yeah. Or they pick a certain visor, like you know, when we go skiing, you can pick like an orange one or a dark one depending yeah, on how yeah, bright yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. They obviously have that on their race visors too. And the only downside to them having the camera in the helmet is that some, it's a bit. You get strobes from the lights and that and it kind of you can't see too well so i wonder if they could like take a little bit off do the you visor know where the hel- camera is it's inside the helmet mate what is it like you know this device a bit around the eye is it like on the corner or like above it? on the or? side on the padding in the side yeah and it and it looks out and it kind of just shoots straight out could be completely wrong but i think that's yeah fairly sure that's why when you see the helmet cam it's never like a like brilliant quality because the visor is in front of it yeah so i wonder if they could sort that out some way either way the camera angles that they're getting these days are like monstrous mate
0: yeah it is really good that they've added that they've added that i think that's that's going to change everything and also they'll be able to capture everything if something goes wrong because last last season there was like tear away things where something would get stuck in a brake or whatever but they might not have been able to see what happened but if they have a camera off every car they're going to be able to just check exactly
1: yeah i mean apart from like th- for the viewers at home it's just better for health and safety in it
0: well the people I watch uh, i didn't know this because we haven't actually done it yet but you can watch on f1 tv can't you and why yeah, are with our, doing good, that? with our
1: good friend will buxton
0: yeah yeah he's on there but you can pick who you want to watch so yeah. you can just watch that driver the whole time and now that'll mean you'll just be able to watch their head cam stream I, from start to finish if you want
1: i would love to watch every single race on that to be honest but you we can't get it on the tv no, I don't think you can get it on the TV. It's, it's only for like a laptop or a tablet. Yeah, F1, if you're listening, create a smart TV app that we can yeah. watch it on. It'd and be also great. Sky
0: Box Office, if you're listening, create something for the Xbox because like a high percentage of people watch apps and stuff through like a console.
1: Yep. but you can't necessarily stream and use a console. Oh, I've been watching the boxing. It's a nightmare to, to get it on the TV. i want to just go back and find out who you think the top two heaviest drivers on the grid are. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Perez and Alonso. All right. Who Fana- is it? Fernando Alonso is actually one of the shorter guys on the grid anyway. Um, he's 68 kilos. 68. Yeah, so to put it into perspective, Sergio Perez? Is that what you said? Yeah, I reckon they're the two heaviest. 63, mate. Well, and they're two lightest? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the heaviest then? They're so the heaviest, from what I can see, because this list is not in order. And might it, be outdated. Give, give me give me one more guess. <sighs> no, this is 2023. Oh, uh, Hulkenberg. I would have said Hulkenberg's one of the heaviest, because he's Hülkenberg. like a big
0: guy, like a man. He has a very manly figure compared to some of the other ones that look like boys.
1: Do you know what? I was going to say it was someone else, but you're dead right. Nico Hulkenberg is the heaviest on the grid well, at 78kg. Compared
0: to the rest of them, he looks like a full-grown man.
1: Well, compared to me, I'm like 81 kg, which means I'm only 3 kg off fitting in an F1 car. And you could easily lose that. I could, yeah. Head surgery. <laughs> remove, <laughs> well, our heads remove, the same, remove part of my skull.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, the heaviest is is uh, is Hulkenberg. But before that, for a long period of time, it was um, Alex Albin, 73 kilos. Oh. And he's a very slim guy, so... Mm. That's very interesting. He is very tall, though.
0: Yeah. I've got another thing here on my phone that I screenshotted with us being reasonably new fans. I just wanted to go through the flags. I found this screenshot, right, of all these flags. F1 flags explained. And I was reading it in bed this morning. And I didn't even know there was all these flags. There's a yellow flag, a red flag, a blue flag, a green flag, a black flag, a white flag, and a checkered flag. Now, we know what checkered flag means. That's pretty easy. We know what yellow flag means. There's something on,
1: you know, danger. Safety car. Blue. Blue flag means you, can over, you, can let, you have to let the person behind you pass through.
0: Let's road. go. I was just checking. Yeah, <laughs> showing that a slower car is about to be overtaken by a faster Hell car. Hell yes. But green.
1: Green means resume.
0: Resume a race. Drivers are free to overtake <laughs> and resume race pace. That's Black gay.
1: flag. Black flag means finish everything. Everything stopped. Everything off. Indicate a driver has been disqualified from the race. Uh, okay. And white flag. I will go down with, with this, this ship, ship, and I won't no put my hands up and surrender. surrender. The white flag no indicates <laughs> there's a slow-moving vehicle. <laughs> and checkered is the end of the race. But you're missing one there. What? There's a checkered one where it's black and orange.
0: Oh, and I know what that means. Car unsafe, return to pits. Really? Yeah, black and orange flag, if you get that. Because it happened when the wing mirror.
1: Alonso, was it Alonso?
0: Yeah, let's talk about that. That was a straight robbery. Because then uh, he didn't actually get the points deducted in the end, did he? But they let him finish the race, and then after the race, they deemed the car unsafe. Yeah, that's not... You um... can't do that. You can't do that to Alonso. If the
1: wing mirror had been flapping for a long period of time... I think it was flap, flap a little bit. It was flapping, but then it kicked, fell off. And it fell off and didn't go on the track. I think it went off. So that meant it was safe.
0: Would you deem an F1 car... Actually, would you deem an F1 car unsafe, though, on the, the track, technically, if it doesn't have one wing mirror? Because <laughs> if
1: you can't see out one <laughs> side of your car, that might be quite dangerous. It would be quite dangerous. That scene, really... <laughs> that is dangerous. But I think the fact that it wasn't on the track meant someone couldn't drive into it. Let's put
0: it this way. Imagine someone told to you you got to drive from here down south at really quick but you've got no wing mirrors. I've done it, mate. I've done it. it. (laughs) Well, you
1: (laughs) never (laughs) changed on mirrors anyway. We can't can't put that part live. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll cut that bit. But I have had experience with not driving with wing mirrors. (laughs) (laughs) We've also had a
0: few messages about Drive to Survive because we spoke about that in the last step, which made me think as well, how big has the impact of Drive to Survive been on their drivers' followings? And I've got an unbelievable stat here. No. This is great. Okay. Since season one of Drive Survive to now, the, the season has brought a growth of 49 million followers to the drivers across social media platforms. And there's a 40% growth annually
1: in um, social media growth like, across the 40 drivers. million of that were probably Lewis Hamilton or Max.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of them are the big dogs, but yeah. them numbers have come in.
1: Apparently Nicholas Latifi brought quite a few
0: in. Did he? Well, Canada. (laughs) He was Canadian. Yeah. Was he? I don't know, I'm joking. (laughs) joking. (laughs) Wait, wait, he brought me in. What do you reckon Latifi's doing right now, genuinely? You know, he's not really up to much, is he?
1: I'd say he's kicking back and enjoying, you know, a few months of uh, not having to to work. I did send him a DM. I sent him a DM. I
0: said, hi, Latifi. What are you up to? We'd love you to come on the pod and talk about everything and, you know, come and have a laugh with us. Uh, And what did he say? Well, it's weird he hadn't replied yet. Wow. um, Oh, breaking news. Shit. Breaking news. Yep. Oh, no. Big breaking news as well. Johnny Herbert and Paul DeResta are no longer with Sky Sports. Axed. Axed. Which means they're going to need two new male
1: (laughs) hosts. I'm telling you now, you and me could not do the job of fucking Paul DeResta. No, we couldn't. (laughs) Standing at that screen with Karun. Saying, look, how oh, he's taken that line and he's three-tenths of a second ahead just coming through that corner. No, because we
0: rely on them, really. That's how we we reckon know we what's can going on it. about them. So I wonder who's replacing, mate.
1: Oh. A lot the rest of the Sky lineup is still the same, thankfully. Kind of Tommy. We've still got Grofty. We've still got Brundle, We've still got Gnomes. We've still got Pinkham. We've still got everyone else. All the friendly faces that we like to see in F1. Yeah. To be honest... If there was going to be two people they had to get rid of, I probably would have, in a roundabout way, maybe picked those two guys. Mm. Like, not for any not for any bad reason that I that don't like them. I think what Paul de Rester brings is, like, very insightful. Plus, he's an ex-Formula 1 driver, and you and me have had the discussion. We like having people like Jensen Button talking yeah, because yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. the experience however what about Johnny Herbert is he a formula driver he's an ex-formula one driver he's the one who announced like last minute at the end of that race that Max was a second time world oh champion. yeah
0: yeah Johnny Herbert is a name for NASCAR anyway that name shouts NASCAR like <laughs> Johnny Herbert you just want to hear that in NASCAR I get that so I, I think Johnny Herbert may go do that but I also don't know anything about
1: him so so we're just waiting on that Sky email to come through, really. Yeah, <laughs> really? I saw
0: some devastating stuff as well. Lewis Hamilton did his first podcast,
1: and it wasn't pit stop. I saw that as well. They were talking really deep, though. Were they? Like, any time, yeah, Lewis... Did you I, watch the pod? I watched the clips that he put up on Instagram. I respect Lewis and the way that he talks and his mindset, because, I mean, from what I, what I think of it is he seems quite spiritual. He seems like he's fully in that mindset of, like just trying to be the best and so he needs to do one of those deep pods how long was it do you know i don't know but like the conversation really deep the conversations just were were just deep and like i think if lewis hamilton came on here the first 20 minutes would be like us just (laughs) talking shite with him which would be hilarious Mm. but i think for him i don't know if he would pick to come on here straight away
0: i think One thing that the listeners don't really know about that's quite funny is the fact that, like, when we do a pod with certain people, we have to send it to be approved. And then, like, we have to, like, cut certain bits out. Like, imagine one with Hamilton. Like, if you sent that back, I reckon you'd be cutting, like, so much because there'd be so many legal crossovers, so many things that he wouldn't want to talk about, wouldn't want that. Like, in in the actual moment, the guest will pretty much always reply to you and you'll get a convo out of it. But then when it goes to going live... Their team might come back and say, right, we've got to cut that out. We've got to cut that out. That's where we were so lucky with Oscar. Mate, I was
1: literally about to go there.
0: We were literally... Yeah, we have been in sync recently. So so
1: lucky with Oscar because we, we managed to catch him in a time where he wasn't like... He wasn't... I mean, even though we were calling him an F1 driver, he wasn't technically like contractually, legally... Yeah. And F1 driver when he came on, which meant that he kind of had the freedom to talk about whatever he wanted, and we didn't cut anything from that pod. No, there was nothing cut, and there was nothing, nothing. There was nothing bad in it, no. and I and I I think like moving forward, like that Oscar pod for us is a really good pod to show other people we want to work with.
0: Yeah, it is. It is a great showpiece because that is exactly how we want to do it. But it's interesting for the people to know behind the scenes, like you guys listening, that that is all the stuff that goes on in getting a guest because it isn't easy just to get these, these drivers or these people. And that is why I said at the beginning of the episode, like we need you guys to follow and subscribe because people are asking us for these reports of numbers to get people. And we need to show we've got a certain amount of followers. And so please do just make an account, rate it five stars and follow the pod because it, it will really help us out. We have got a guest coming. Our first guest is filming on the 30th. Which is
1: in four days. I was literally about to go there as well. Were you really? I was gonna say. I think. Um, I think where we've kind of like d- done well, and this is never like a business like mindset in a way. It's more just like we we're trying to reach guests, and we know that trying to get an F1 driver is nigh on impossible unless mm. you're in certain situations, like we did the Ferrari guys with Shell on the, on the beach in Zandvoort before the race, but to actually get an F1 driver in your house, it ain't the easiest no. thing in the world. But what me and Jake have done, and to be fair, this has been mainly you, is like reaching out to like the potential stars of the future. Mm. So having someone like Oscar was, was amazing, but we also want to hear from like these F2 drivers, F3 drivers and everyone else. Well, mate, for sure. I think it's actually good to do that because one, you're going to be there
0: for the beginning of their journey. And two, well, very much like the beginner journey thing, but I love having that chat before they've done it. And then if we get them back, you can compare it to, like, how we've spoke to them again. Like, and it's so nice for me and you when we see someone that we haven't, even when we saw Jake Hughes the other day, we had him on the pod. and we're out in Mexico for Formula E. We see Jake again. He's about to race for McLaren for the first time. We've literally known that guy for the last year and watched his career go from F2 to FE it's mm. quite strange he's like, a boy he's a
1: boy and the fact that i just uh, the fact that we you and me feel comfortable to be able to go up and like talk to him and embrace him like he didn't get the position that he kind of wanted in that race and afterwards like we just went up and gave him a big hug and was mm. like mate like fucking great race and to be able to do that with with someone is cool like we couldn't do that with it, we couldn't do that with oscar if he if he finished the race In Bahrain, like on the podium. No. Unless we had already met him, which we have. I'm going to have big
0: emotional attachment to Oscar. I already know it. That I I do think this season I'm probably an Oscar Piastri fan. I mean, I think that's very fair enough. The Giza came to our flat, drove here on his own, went on our sim did a pod with us and now he's going to be racing in
1: Formula 1. All the way through, man. I I love relationships like that. Mm. Like, I I just, like, I don't care really about who's winning or not. Like, I do. But, like, I would love to just have one guy to follow for a reason. And we do have a reason to follow him. Yeah. But, yeah, you were talking about this new guest. I've got some information about him, but I don't think we're we're not going to mention his name yet, are we? What,
0: What info have you got? Well, Have you got
1: anything crazy that you could throw out there? Well, it's just this headline. It says, the next George Russell, with a question mark, Brit talent is among five future F1 superstars, but this person in particular is, is being hailed as potentially the next George Russell.
0: The first time we met him, I was told by someone working with him that he is the next Ferrari prodigy. Yeah, I've been told that he's going to be one of the best ever. By numerous people. I've seen him in numerous videos. And I am really excited (laughs) to get him on because we do
1: already have a friendship with him as well. I I think that is so important. It's so easy. We should say as well, when we met him, it was out in Barcelona because we were with Ferrari. And we actually filmed some content with this person. But it was so bad on on mine and Jake's behalf that we couldn't put it out. Like, it just... It was, the, it was the setting was wrong. It
0: was the first time we've ever been in the paddock properly because Imola, we were only there for an hour in and yeah. out. Barcelona, we were there for like a couple of hours in and out.
1: So we're completely overwhelmed anyway. Yeah. Like we got sprung on last minute that we were going to do this, something with this kid, this guy. And um, fucking, it took us three attempts because we pronounced his name wrong <laughs>
0: three times in a <laughs> row. <laughs> we'll talk to him about that at the pub, But yeah, we're filming that on the 30th. So hopefully that'll be out. We do have a lot of guests going, but yeah, what I was saying is it's, it just makes such a difference for us. If the guests are people that we know that we have a friendship with, we like, rather than some like guy turning up at our door that I've been speaking to on Instagram for three months, you can imagine it's going to be awkward at the beginning. Yeah. Like we try and make people feel comfortable, but
1: I, I think- guess for, for, for perspective, like the Drugovich episode, we didn't know him before.
0: No, well, I had spoke to him for a while. Me, me, me and Felipe had been speaking for like maybe six months because yeah. he said he wanted to come on in the middle of the season and I was trying to push him to come on and I was then I then I realized he was winning F2 and I was like oh my god I'm <laughs> trying to get this guy who is like battling to win F2 to
1: come to our flat and then as soon as the season was over he messaged me and was like yo mate sorry yeah. I've been really busy. <laughs> but I know what you mean though like to meet them in person and actually have that connection first it's it is good mm. it is good also because like it doesn't matter too much if if we know some of the answers to the questions because this pod is is about the fans as well so if we have spent a day or a night with them or whatever i mean we're not if we're on a night out with an f1 driver we're not going to be sat there asking them about so when did you start karting then <laughs> do you know what i mean but we might find out find out some stuff about them which we can still ask again yeah. on the pod but i definitely think ha- breaking that ice and having that comfort um, it's very, very important. I really want to get Max Verstappen on because he's just
0: installed a simulator in his private jet. In the jet? <laughs> Max Verstappen has put a racing simulator in his private oh, jet. God. That is next
1: level. Does he really need it? Well, I was thinking this, but he does travel a lot. But is he flying his private jet to the races? Well, he isn't. <laughs> I doubt he flies it. Well, you don't know. You he does an take an that car. jet everywhere. So but so he, so he would be driv- he would be flying separately to like the rest of the guys.
0: Yeah, he has his own jet. Interesting. And he, it's, it's a bit extra. From what I know it's black. I've seen a picture <laughs> of it. And he's put a, yeah, he's just put a racing sim in it. So whenever he's going on these long hauls, he can play a bit of FIFA, play a bit of F1 game,
1: whatever. They play, probably don't play a fucking game. You'd think have enough of <laughs> this, <assume>, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, You him. think for like maybe a 5-hour flight you could give it a rest, Max, but not, clearly he still wants to rip it.
0: I wonder whether they get bored of like doing the same track. Like, I don't know, but do it's, know it's one do? thing that doesn't really change that much.
1: I might install Flight Simulator in my car.
0: Nice. <laughs> nice. Maybe yeah. you should get your car to
1: work first. Yeah. You had a bit of
0: a problem with it the other day, didn't you?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, nearly didn't start. Nearly didn't start. It's been cold though. And it hadn't been fired up in a while, but it was like, and it finally started going after like 10 seconds. Sounded like the guy on the plane. Have we told the God pod about the guy on the plane? God. Oh, but you tell it. Coming back from Mexico. Imagine if you listen to the pod. Coming back from Mexico, we're a bit tired, a bit bewildered. But where were we? We were
0: in business class. We were in business class. (laughs) Jacob Fab had beds. It was quite the experience,
1: okay? 20, 27 years of my life have led up to that moment. And by God, did we need it? Because we were so tired after that trip. And yeah. I smoked red wine all over my white trousers. <laughs> anyway, we we're in the queue, queuing up to board the flight. And there's this guy in front of us. He's dressed like Indiana Jones. Like He's got <laughs> this sort of like yeah, sleeveless is. old leather jacket on, shorts, sandals, no socks. Which is fair, because you don't want to wear socks or sandals anyway. Kind of had long, kind of grey, scraggly hair and a little grey, scraggly beard. Obviously, didn't think anything of it, but as we're standing there talking in the queue, all you hear is like <laughs> behind us. And I thought, okay, the guy's clearing his throat, whatever. Anyway, for the next 10 hours on our flight, yeah. because he was sat next to us <laughs> over across the aisle, all you're hearing is. <laughs> For the whole flight, and then you and me started doing it. Yeah, yeah. That's and he didn't actually t- noticed, and then after that, he kind of like stopped doing it as much. No, I felt I did feel bad, but
0: it was literally Ray Whitaker. Like, if you've you watched that,
1: if anyone hasn't watched the Whitaker family on YouTube, please, please go and watch the Whitakers. They're 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 from. I don't know, Alabama or mm. something, or Ohio or something like so that. So interesting. Up in the woods, and this guy's gone up there with a video camera and filmed him. And I don't want to say too much about it, but it's very, very interesting. And yeah. uh, you should go watch it.
0: Yeah, they should go and watch it. And they should also be ready, because the 30th is nearly here, which means the Pit Stop guests are coming back. Let us know on our Instagram, at Pitstop, who you want to
1: see. Send in all your ideas for episodes. We'll reach out to as many guests as we can. And also, just prepare for some mega, mega content, because, like, guys, it's been the off-season, but February's right around the corner, it's a week away, we've got car launches. Yep. We've got, like, we, we've got a few events that we're going to, oh, we yeah, talk we about just yet. Yeah. But there's a lot well, of exciting stuff. we could say too. about one for the OGs.
0: We could say to the OGs, if you've been here from the beginning, and you remember we went to a Formula One event in our first couple of weeks. Yeah.
1: Just remember that. Just, just remember. Just like, remember. Like, 365 days around the sun yeah and and it's returning and it's coming back we're back and once again we have to thank our dear dear friend antonio because this is the guy who who has actually is not sitting on the table on his table that he should be sat on because he's given up a ticket so that we can we can sit on the table so antonio as always you're the man
0: Yeah, Antonio, thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, the Pissed Podcast is back. We hope you've enjoyed episode three. The season is very close. I believe it's 44 days away. Actually, it's 43. Is it 43? I don't know. Oh, it could be 44. Well, I saw a Mercedes tweeted a picture of Lewis Hamilton and said 44 days to go. And that's his number as well. Uh, Well, that makes perfect sense, right?
1: Very smart post by Mercedes. Perfect
0: sense. (laughs) Thank you very much for listening to the Pitstop podcast. Please do take the five seconds just to follow or subscribe to the pod. Rate it five stars. Really helps us out. And we'll see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend. Laters. See you later. Bye.